Welcome to the Crazy Dre Podcast Show, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. This is your main man, aka Crazy Crocker, aka Andre's Podcast, brought to you by nobody. It's just me, myself, and Sean. Guess what it is, everyone? It is this guy's big four O's birthday. No more thirties. Goodbye. Yep. Yeah, every day you look older. No, at least I don't have gray hair like you. Hey, I look the sexiest person in the world with gray hair. You look, I don't dye my dreaming. hair. I don't dye my hair for that reason. I think everyone that dyes their hair looks weird. They really do. It looks fake. Looks, especially like guys. I I've only know. dyed my hair once, and that was like when I was like 22. Like and you more. did it for what? Special needs kids? Yeah. Yeah. So, so let's talk about Sean's 40th. Sean, what do you expect on your 40? Do you expect to... Uh, so what do you expect to be in, at this point in your life? Or where do you, where do you want to go? As he's can, drooling down his... Can only mind. go up from here, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Can't get, I mean. can't get any worse than what the crazy shit that that's all happened in my life. But, you know, everything happens for a reason. If I wouldn't have gone through the shit that I've done in my life, I probably would have never met you. I would have never met some other people. I would have never met my buddy Tony that I talked to today. You know... Look back on a lot of lives, yeah, we've talked about a lot of stuff and addictions and certain things in life and ups and downs and living in different states. But if I wouldn't have lived in those different states, if I wouldn't have went to Spectrum when I did, I would have never met you. So I'm not going to have any regrets of, you know, the stupid, stupid, some of the stupid decisions I've made. But I mean, you could have still still met all of us without being addiction. You just happen to be in control of your addiction now. I mean, let's think about this. You're going about, it's going to be another what? Nine days. Nine until days to eight months. Eight months. So that in itself is an improvement. And I am more impressed that you're not relapping or not. I mean, when you get stressed out, you don't go to the bottle. So, I mean, a lot of people do a lot of that before they actually get it over with. But, but I mean, I don't, you know, the first thing originally when it started a month, a month or two, I haven't even thought about, you know. Originally, I was buying a couple of drinks for people just to do to fix the fixation. But I mean, I'm not even doing that right now. I mean, there's people I'll buy them for because I want to. But no, I don't usually drink around you, anyways. And unless we go to the Glass House. Glass House is a good bar. Yeah, it's a fun bar. It's a Wednesday. Today's Wednesday, so if you got nothing to do in Grand Rapids, go down to the Glass to the Glass House. Karaoke night is hopping. I mean, even if you don't drink, you know. That that place is awesome on a karaoke night. I mean, there's some. It's a whole different age group, and some of those guys that are and older females can really rock it out. Well, we had one girl that could. She sang Fleetwood Mac, and then she sang uh, uh, Cardi. I forget her name. Well, back in the seventies, so she was singing a bunch of seventies songs, but. There's another guy there that was singing a bunch of uh, ACDC songs. Well, yeah, they had, and then we had Sweet Caroline. Yeah, of course we have to uh, put the explanation points for that song because that's the only way to sing that song. We now. did sing that. We made sure that we dropped the the big F bomb. Yeah, and uh, the one of the bartenders, Nicole, she's got a great voice. She has an amazing voice. Yeah, she has a great voice. Um, I like her voice. Um, I think those. Uh, Older gentlemen are regular, so if you ever go on a Wednesday night, I mean, you will definitely see them sing. Yeah, so so Grand Rapids is a, you know, it's a popping place. Sean's going to go out to uh, dinner with his mom and pa. His yeah, we decided that we haven't been to Outback in a while, so we're going to go to Outback. Um, so that'll be fun. 
Uh, it's kind of a chill day. I guess me, uh, me and Andre are going to go out for breakfast in a little bit, but I mean, once, once, once you hit a certain age, it's just kind of low key. Yeah. I mean, you took the day off. I mean, I got the day off. I took my whole weekend off. I know. He's a genius. And why? Because no one's going to celebrate my birthday, but me. No, you had your whole family. Yeah, I did, but I did that purposely. So I, I make time for all, all my friends and family. But I like to thank all those women out there who rejected me. I'm by myself. <laughs> At least I'm putting this. Sometimes you just got to use your left hand, I guess. I can't. <laughs> Sean forgot I'm disabled. <laughs> I guess you got to use your left hand. So, no. It's a good day to be alive. It's a good day to wake up. Blessed with the, you know, two jobs, blessed to, you know, be around you. I got, uh, like I said, I've had people text me already this morning. A couple buddies call me, you know, it's okay to be low key and just go out for food. You don't have to be over excessive. Well, I mean, let's put it this way. A lot of people that drink enjoy a couple of drinks and go home. Yeah, that's true. People with injection problem like yourself. You have to be low key because you don't have the off button. It's a smart thing, yeah. So that's no, that's the different thing about your timeline right now. Your timeline, you didn't stop drinking because of your health. You you had to stop drinking for, for probably sanity, sanity and but you get court. people back in my life. But going to court and all that. Yeah, I turned myself in on that one. So that's something that that's probably the reason why you stopped drinking and it just helps out that you're not going back and forth to the bottle and oh i agree so that's to me i keep saying that i mean a lot of people with addiction problems they really don't have that one turn off key like oh i'm done drinking this nothing this isn't fun no more and besides i'm gonna be smarter the body doesn't work that way sometimes you're lucky that your body is not craving Alcohol. Because there are there are other people, unfortunately, are in recovery centers that go to AA, NA. with it, yeah. not just drinking. But I mean, I don't know. I'll, I'll tell you right now, with the addictive personality, some people, including myself, I'm glad I never got hooked to anything else. You know what I mean? I mean, I've heard. I mean, yeah. the devil's drug. I mean, heroin. I mean, that one's almost impossible to pass. Yeah, I don't. You're you're in rehab. You're in a recovery center for some yeah. of these other ones. You're in, you're not. If you do have done either heroin or meth or, or fentanyl, fentanyl or the zombie dust, the new zombie dust, the horse tranquilizer. If you're doing that, I'm I'm not putting you in a different perspective. But those are almost ones that you have to go to a recovery home. Like I, I don't. You can't beat it by yourself. You can't. I don't think. And you can't no. be drinking by yourself probably either, you know, or, you know, certain addictions. But those are ones that you probably are in a home for a little while. Yeah. Well, here's a good question for you. If you didn't have to go to AA, would you keep going to AA? Yeah, because I started it. I have a lot of good people that would be that would be there for my back and would write letters and all that stuff, you know. You know, and some of the principles about this, I mean, there's still some frustrations that, you know, still ha- I still hate and I um, – hate that there's one person in my life that I told you before that's a former teacher and, you know, I didn't um, unofficially ever hurt her by drinking. I mean, I was the godfather of her kid, but she took me out of her, took me out of her life because 
I never faced my problems until today. But I've been facing my problems for the last few months, and I've talked to her husband, and she still hasn't fucking reached out. So I'm starting to get to the point that, like, you know what? You abandoned me at a time when I was down. I don't give a fuck anymore. You know? No, you can't. Well, I mean, it okay. sounds terrible, but, I mean, you stay with, I mean, you try to stay with somebody, you know? Well, I think you have to understand that when people have kids and they bring up kids, and even if you're a recovering alcoholic or anything like that, people are... Good parents are very protective of their children. So maybe that's part of her life where she feels like it's not important but right, I, now, but right now to have you. So her, her dad is a worse addicted ad- addict of marijuana and was an alcoholic and drinking too when got, her parents got divorced. But, but he's, back in her, he's back in their life. You know yeah, what I mean? So but, I mean I'm. She's. She, I just think, I guess the thing is. But it is her father and you are just a friend. Father. Right. The thing that's frustrating is, this is where I want to say is though, don't say you're going to do something. I don't care if you're not an addicted person or whatever. If Maybe we just got, me and you got an argument or something. But previously, you said, yeah. you said that, or I said that I was going to do something for you and then I nig on it. That's bullshit. Like, yeah. I mean, even though we had a stu- have some stupid argument, yeah. if I made a promise to you, and we were pissed off at each other for, you know, two weeks. Mm-hmm. And somewhere in that gap that some we were going to do something, mm-hmm. I'm going to fucking do it. Like, that's yeah. that's the difference. I mean, I knew it wasn't going to, Rome wasn't going to be built in a day. But we're now at eight months. I'm not asking to go see her kids. I'm asking for coffee just to sit down and talk. You know, something like that. And... You are or not? I have. I've done it through her husband, but and her husband says, "Well, she's going to eventually reach out when she's ready." But it's yeah, been, that's, that's, that's yeah, but it's been almost over another two months. And when you, I mean, how many more months? Because she she's not ready, and she has other things to occupy with. She got to understand. She but she's can, also the one that said a long time ago, "When you face your problems, you will be back in my life." Yeah. So let her so, take her time. It's taking you eight months. Now it's going to take her extra months. You can't push people into. I'm not trying to. That's why. I think I've, sometimes I that's think that's the only one that's found frustrated, a little mildly frustrated about. Yeah, but I think sometimes when it concerns your addiction, you are emotional addiction. You become very. I think sometimes you go to your drug of choice, like alcohol was, because it was your way of emotionally balancing your thoughts and ideas. But it made it worse, and you figure that out. So my drinking, though, with her, I mean, she's doing it as a role model to her kid, which I totally understand. But this is one, and this is where the one thing is it's um, a little bit difficult with me is I know, but it's also a blessing because if I would have kept going down the street, I probably would have never be in her life. And if it takes longer, I, I should be okay with it. But, you know, everybody else, you know, I did a blame game with my mom or I, frustrated and killed two different fiancés there was nothing there was nothing that i ever did to Lindsay or her kids nothing well nothing well let's i can guarantee you that well let's go back you didn't kill your fiancés right i did not kill my fiancés i my addictions kill the relationship kill the relationships yes okay because you may sound like you just you may sound like you just committed a crime on the podcast now we will have to hear about it. The FBI. So where is this Sean guy? Oh yeah. But anyway, but, yeah, but think about this. But you're, you're uh, okay. I feel like sometimes you're really emotional, 
And when things don't go quite <laughs> your way, always, when things don't go quite your way or things did go your way, you get over excited or over exaggeration or stuff like that. You are and correct. You, and you're and you're almost to a point where you want this friend of yours, the girl, to have this instant reaction. <gasps> oh, some charm. I'm so proud of you. <gasps> Give me a hug, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't work that way. People need, it's taken her whole life to figure out how to communicate with, with her dad. His addiction problems and how the situation. You're right. And now she has another person in her life who is not related to her. And she can put that relationship on the back burner until she has time or has she's ready to talk to you. You're it's, right. It's not. Like I've come. Yeah. You can. You you should probably reach. I don't know if you haven't or have not, but you probably should reach out to your ex fiance. Say, oh, I'm sorry for being an asshole. I am still gambling, but I'm still now. I'm stopped drinking. I mean, I, that, I don't know if I can get a hold of Robin anymore. I can probably get a hold of Katie, and I've apologized to Katie, and I've apologized to other people. Yeah. But, um, I mean, I do understand that she. It's hard because seeing seeing that your father went through it too and it's not on my time it's on everybody else's time you know yeah, so I mean, everybody has everybody goes through everyone has their way of dealing with problems just like just like you know life takes turns and curves and everything just happens for a reason but i will tell you mostly my 40 years of life have been pretty blessed yeah you, know? you are you're the only child that of your mom and dad's side of the family you are basically the number one child. Yeah. And you can, I mean, you've been given just about anything you really wanted in your whole life. I have been blessed, you're right. So, and now you're dealing with this addiction. And you have family members who are your half-siblings who, who haven't reached that goal yet. And you don't know if they will ever. And as much as my, my, my relationship with my mom has been bouncing around, it is, she only wants the best for me. Like, I'm not going to, you know. Well, of course she does. But she, like what I said before, you're 40 now. She doesn't want to be that parent of a 12-year-old or 14-year-old. She wants you to come around when you have time to come around to hang out with the family and not have to have her. No, I'm work. just saying she hates the addiction. That's the yeah. thing. Well she hates both the addictions. But eventually She hates the gambling. Well yeah, of course she does. But think about this. If you I would guarantee you that if you had your own apartment, you were paying all your bills, you had a full time job, you were taking care of business, your gambling thingamajink with your mom wouldn't, would disappear be, a little wouldn't, bit. wouldn't be a big deal because she knows that you can maintain your how much you make bets. So a lot of times, like you know how you put your money limit per day, 30 bucks or whatever it is? That in itself is what you have to do with when you have your own apartment or your own house. Like You're going to get screwed one way or another sometimes gambling because that's what gambling is. It's just... Needle in the haystack sometimes. Like last night, one run. Yeah. yeah. And think about this. Look at this. I picked, I picked Cincinnati, and Cincinnati decided, hey, guess what? It's Cleveland. Let's not score. 
So let's screw Andre over. But the, but the thing is, like, I'm very good at managing my feelings and my realistic, my reality of the game in itself. Where Baseball's you, tough. Where you and yourself, you will take chances and you want. See, the difference between me and you and a lot of other people who gamble is that you've won big and then you also lost big. So you've always, so you've seen both sides of the road. And taking chances has not always gotten me. Look at where my car is right now. Yeah, you you That was it. partly gambling. I mean, it's not in the. Well, I, mean, I got really blessed. That was a big gambling when I got pulled over on that one. Well, yeah, you're lucky that the cop was did not put me in cuffs, and we weren't having this conversation right now. Cool and collected about it, but to be honest with you, it was probably what it was Saturday or Sunday. He didn't want nothing to do with paperwork. He didn't want to put you in jail. He didn't fill out the file papers. He didn't have to do all that shit. He didn't even tow your car. So that was an extra 150 bucks for the city of law. But then the South, he's just like, you know what? It's Sunday. I want to go home. I want to see my kids. It's a good thing. I'm in a good mood. My wife is ready to go. Punk, 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 punk. Probably lasts longer than three pumps in a dump than you. Yeah. So, <laughs> of course. <laughs> so basically, basically, the guy's like, he got lucky. You, But the thing is, like, if you got your life together where you were living on your own. Or a roommate and I was paying everything. Yeah, you wouldn't, you wouldn't the gambling wouldn't be a big deal. But, if, but the thing is, like, you're either here or your parents' house hanging out with them, where in reality, if I'm not here and you're not at your parents' house, you, you, there's no place for you to go. And that's what probably really bugs your mom. And it probably really makes her nervous that... What if one day I decided to go to Detroit without announcing it to you because some guy gave me a ticket to Detroit Lions game and I'm like halfway to Lansing by default or for work or say Mary Freebed say, hey, we give you tickets to Detroit Lions game. You have to go now and then I have to call you like, oh, I'm not going to be home tonight. And that's what makes your mom nervous. Like, then where the hell is Sean's going to sleep? Because she doesn't want you back there because... Because she doesn't want a fourteen-year-old kid who had, who is actually forty years old. And well, you, I don't want to say I act like I'm fourteen years old. I mean, that's a little over exaggeration. Well, it's kind of like this. Like we like to think about this. It's almost like sharing custody. Oh boy, it is. Anyway, it it's, is. It's 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 a good day to be alive. Uh, somehow we got on. Well, I guess it's talking about it's my life because it is my birthday. It's your birthday. Um, it's there birthday. are a lot of positive stories in my life too. I am blessed to have good friends. I've been to Europe. I won a car, and the Price Is Right. I won fifty thousand dollars before. You know, it, it's the final countdown. You know, life is good. I have two jobs that I've kept for a long time. Long time. So the people that I actually work with now actually know and appreciate me. So I mean, yeah, I mean, it's things are looking up. Everything's level-headed with you right now. You're kind of mellow, you know. Without medication. Without medication. But I do. I always kind of wonder if you might have, like I said this before, if you, you might have like ADHD. Well, I already know I have ADHD because I was diagnosed at one point when I was in, high, in college at Michigan State, but I oh, wasn't going to take Adderall or Ritalin because it made me piss more than while I'm studying and, you know, taking Adderall, I had to pee every 35 fucking minutes. Really? Yeah, and that's not going to do any good. And if I take Adderall to take it during a test, like, oh, professor, I got to go take a piss every 25 fucking minutes. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, 
That could probably, I mean, that could probably help you out if you were not, maybe like not like a natural, maybe not as actually Adderall, but maybe something that's not like more like 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 a plant one, like marijuana. No, no, marijuana just makes you more. It does mellow you out though. Yeah, mellow you out, but but you need something that makes you focus, and that's something that happens to people with ADHD. You're everywhere. This goes on, you're thinking about that, and then something goes on, you're thinking about that, and then it just goes back and forth. So no one, uh, we've we've done seven minutes of my life. Seven Appreciate minutes, it. 20 minutes of your life. Okay, anyway, we got to start talking about sports. Andre was on a, a tangent. But anyway. So let's talk in the about. World, in the world of sports. Let's talk about, let's go from the weakest stuff to the strongest stuff. MLS, Messier scores six goes six games in a row, correct? Yeah, you've all, you always say he's one of the best, and he I is agree. One of the best. He, it's really great that he also won a championship last year. We were actually at Pepino's when that goal happened. but With the World Cup. For the World Cup. But you told me yesterday that MLS is a joke. It is. It's so, just, I mean, having the best player, I mean, well, are these what, games even close? They're winning by two goals or more every no, time, aren't they? I mean, think about this. All right. MLS is for guys that cannot make the Premier League or the German League or the French Leagues because they're not that good. So they But couldn't were, Messier do it all? Well, the thing is, like, they're paying Messier to play in America because they need a face for soccer in America. So they're doing and the, the whole Mer- thing they did with Beckham. Yeah, but the thing is, is Messier looks more like us and less like Beckham. Beckham is too good looking for any of the hoo-hahs, average people to watch him, but he didn't score. He was a setup guy in America. He used to score more in Europe when he was younger, but he was also a setup guy in Europe when he played for Britain. But with Messier, he's got feet of of like butter on toast. He can control the ball, he can pass the ball, he can score anywhere he wants to. He can set up guys up. He is he is basically the Michael Jordan of of soccer. And who plays more soccer or who would play more soccer in America? Are white kids. So they got this guy who looks just like any other Dutch guy or German guy to play a game. And they like, Pelly, I think his name is, well, the Brazilian guy from the 70s, who's probably the greatest, greatest of all time. Paley? Paley. He came to America to, to do a league himself, and that failed. It's almost and like that, the, that movie with mm-hmm. uh, the Pele ball. Yeah. With uh, Pele, yeah. So he could not, even, he, he even said, there's no way that Americans will ever watch soccer or play soccer or participate. It's really, I mean, unfortunately for for uh, football, if you're European or soccer, you know, if you're American, unfortunately, it's just not that masculating enough game. I think there's too much flopping. There's too much going down. If a guy accidentally hits you, below the shin and all that. That's too much exaggeration. So, in other words, we all know Messier's team in Miami is going to win it all to transfer into the World Cup. There was only four teams left. Um, Spain won yesterday 2-1 to one over right. Sweden. And we have a fire engine going across well, right now, so well, you probably you hear that. Have, well, you should have said 
the Women's World Cup. You just went right to the Messier. To My the fault. Cup. But anyway, so Sweden lost and England beat Australia and women. So the World Cup championship this weekend is England versus Spain. And Enjoy. Yeah. And it looks like England took England just took Australia to the school. So they won three to one. So it wasn't even close. It was probably well, it was close within the first eighty eight minutes and then England kinda turned it on. Which to me, if you're a soccer or sports guy, that means Australia probably got tired. And then and then England started to attack. But I didn't watch any of those games so I don't really know what really happened. Okay. Baseball. Baseball. Let's talk about the Tommy John surgeries going on. And unfortunately, Tampa Bay has a couple of situations going down. Franco is being investigated. Because he couldn't keep his pecker in his pants with a minor. Yeah. And they, well, it was, they said that they, he showed can make contact with a girl on social media. They're not sure that he made contact physically with her. So they figured out she was 14. It could have been just one of those. 14, not yeah. even 17? Jesus. Yeah. So, but it could have been one of those uh, Instagram raids where in the background it looked like she looked like she was pretending to be 14. And then he was making contact with her. And then they figured out that. He was trying to make contact with a 14-year-old. The main gist of the story is, in today's society, you cannot tell if a girl is 10 years old or 18 or 10 or 30 because they wear so much makeup. Well, I don't... uh, You can tell. Well, yeah, you can tell between a 10-year-old and a... I'm just saying between a 14 and a 17 or a 14 and 20 sometimes. Well, okay. This is the the premises of what you're looking at. To me, if you are... 22 and higher and some girl who is within 18 or younger is trying to reach out to you you're going i I just don't understand the concept of why people like oh this is might be a good idea because you're right an 18 year old and a 14 year old girl look exactly the same so if it's almost too easy it's probably not a good idea well, this one is even a different circumstances. Why is Frank Frank Carroll online looking for a girl? I mean, he could. I'm not saying go out and buy a stripper, but I mean, come on. You go to a local bar, you could have any girl you want, and it doesn't even involve money. No, yeah, but twenty two year old is making one hundred eighty five million dollars a year. Any girl, even if they had dinner and then was offered probably a thousand dollars, would jump on that. Well, I think I think I think I think you need all right. I think as an athlete, you could go out on a date with a girl and maybe get somewhere without paying any money, just yeah. paying a date or having dates. However, I just think that people are not really good at relationships themselves at all. Think about this: a lot of these guys who are getting caught in these relationships are not good. Look at Deshaun from uh, from uh, from the Browns. All the allegation, all that stuff. These guys are never good with women. It's always the same case. It so doesn't, maybe it was the way he was brought up. Yeah, that, or maybe he just is very, like, immature. A lot of guys are, a lot of people are very immature. Anxiety, of, antisocial. And, and women and those girls are just as immature as the guys. 
Because if you're a 14-year-old girl who's looking for trying to get attention from a 22-year-old guy. Why do you need that? That was just as immature as the guy who's 22 going on to 14. Point. Why do you need a 22-year-old? So, so why, I mean, there's nothing that you have in common with a 22-year-old guy. So, and people, I don't, I just, what amazes me is that everyone's online. Everyone pretends to be something they're not. Everyone puts on these uh, filters oh, and then try to make themselves older. And then in reality, they're still by themselves. So Tampa Bay, they got another guy who's hurt. Their star pitcher, McClanham. How do you say that name? McClanham or whatever. McClanham. And he's done because his time of John's surgery. But again, this is Tampa Bay. They got destroyed last night, seven nothing against the Giants, but they won the day before. But Tampa Bay is, I, you know, I get, I get really annoyed by the teams like this. I wish teams like this didn't exist, and it's because they are super high in the beginning of the season, and they fall off the face of the planet. And I just, I hate baseball that way. I like it when baseball had good teams and they had bad teams, and they had teams that were getting hot. And hot, and then they actually won a World Series. Tampa Bay, when was the last time they won a World Series? Probably never. When? Never? I don't think they've ever well, won. Think about they might have made a run to the championship. See, that's I what I hate about. See, this is what I hate about Tampa They have one of the best farm systems in the league, but they can't get over the hump. But, yeah, I just hate this team because, like, why do you even have a team that keeps falling apart? Well, they can't even sell half of a stadium when the Yankees come to town or anybody big of the Dodgers. They only have like 30,000 people in a 50,000-listed stadium. Yeah, it just it bugs me. It just bugs me. All right. Astros, Batuve exited the game over a ball that, that, that ricocheted off his shed. So The team is still talented enough to win. They ended up winning 6-5 to five last night. They're still... And Ver- They're still defending champions. So and Verlander is pitching today or tonight. So that you know, that's not a automatic win because they are playing the Marlins, and the Marlins are one game up on uh, the last wild card. So they're still trying to fight for a spot. And the Marlins haven't been in the playoffs in a while, so they still want to have some pride. The Cubs Strowman is not going to make his next start. He's got a rib injury. Don't know where when that happened, but which is probably a little hurtful because they're only one game back of Miami. They lost a game they probably should have won with the. As much as I'm a White Sox fan, and you know there's rival games, but Toussaint was on the mound and he's like two and six, one and five. Well, now he's two. Well, now he's two and five. He's not very good. No, but the Cubs probably will revamp and win well they might not because Assad is pitching and Assad is a freaking bullpen pitcher and bullpen pitchers don't usually do well when they only pitch three innings but well this you is, can't lose two to the White Sox I tell you that no but this is when if you have to go to the bullpen as a team that that means the whole bullpen is going to be used three innings here three innings for that guy remember how it always worked for Madden down in Tampa Bay yeah they couldn't do it it worked. It worked, but they didn't win anything. No, they didn't win. They see, made the finals. Yeah, see, that's another, another example. All right. So, anyway, let's talk about the two most struggling teams in Major League Baseball. 
Cincinnati Reds and the Arizona Diamondbacks, they've, I don't know how many loss, loss, other losses. They're 3-7 and seven in the last 10. But the ironic thing is, even though they're 3-7 and seven and have played like dog shit, the Reds got shut out last night 3-0. Um, the Arizona Diamondbacks were embarrassed and have lost two straight in Colorado. I guess that mile-high air or the, the good old drugs there are helping out those Colorado Rockies maybe get out the brooms today. But the Reds and the D-backs are still only one game out of the playoffs. And they have plenty of time to recover. 41 games. So, long shot. I think the Reds will make it. I think Diamondbacks will not. I just think that I don't know if they have enough bats for, for the Diamondbacks. Their pitching is iffy if it's not great. So, I don't know that. I mean, to me, I just. So, here's the question. Out of these four or five teams. Yeah. yeah. So, the number one seed in the wild card, the Phillies, are plus two, are up two and a half. Okay. On, um, on the Cubs and three and a half on the Reds and four and a half on the, the D-backs, right? Mm-hmm. The Giants are 64 and 56, so you just take a game away and then you do the same thing whatever right mm-hmm. so there's one two three four five six there's six teams fighting for three playoff spots mm-hmm. so it's phillies giants marlins cubs reds and d-backs i'm gonna go giants so giants are in and then the other two phillies are probably in no, i'm gonna go cubs cubs over phillies yep so then you're going to say the Phillies go in a slump because you just said that the Reds were going to make it? Yep. Okay, so Giants are pro- probably in. Yeah, Giants Marlins will, Marlins will choke. Yep. So I'm going to go Giants, Cubs, Phillies. Okay. Giants, That's Cubs, fair. Phillies. That's fair. I just, I just think that when you guys got like Schreiber and, um, and Bryce Harper and they get hurt a lot or they sit out a lot. That's, I think that's the Phillies' big downfall or Bryce Harper's big downfall is that when he's hurt and the team suffers and Schreiber, Schreiber, I can't even pronounce his name right, if he doesn't hit a home run, if he doesn't hit a home run they're kind of screwed. So here's a crazy thing that could happen, and I don't know the exact strength of schedule. Well, the Phillies have seven games left with the Braves, but and three games with the Brewers, and then three games with the Giants. But strength of schedule, this could happen. Mm-hmm. Remember that the Phillies and the Giants are in the toughest two divisions in the league. Yeah. So you could see this scenario. Cubs, Reds, Marlins. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Because... Got to look at a little. I mean, I'm not taking back what I said on those three teams that are going to make it. Yeah. But you all, I just we want to look at this as a possible scenario that maybe Philly or San Francisco, neither one of them might not make it because they're they're in the toughest division, and if they have to play any more other other teams, Braves seven times. I mean, they could lose five or seven. Yeah. They could lose all seven. Yeah. But you know what? Speaking of the Braves. 
The Braves are stomping over the Yanks. 16-3 to (laughs) in the last two games. Game three is today. Um, That's a trap game, ladies and gentlemen. You have to almost take the Braves because the the Yankees are now 500. And I think they might slump under 500 because I don't think they have the batting power to even come close to the Braves. Goodbye, Aaron Boone. Yep. I think, I think what's I've been told by a friend of mine that it's a Yankee fan. He's an undercover Yankee fan. Is this my boy Pepinos? Nope, nope, nope. Not Chris. Nope. The guy at work. His name is Tim. He's uh, he's uh, the, the guy that sets up the schedules for the patients to go to hospitals or appointments. And he's he says he's a Detroit Tiger fan, but he's a Yankee fan. He's got a Yankee stadium on his uh, Windows uh, screen or whatever, a computer screen. And he said that he's thinking that the reason why they didn't buy out or buy into all the, all the other guys during free agency is because they're going to get rid of the GM and Aaron Boone. They're going to kind of start over a little bit. And I'm almost guessing they I – don't, I don't know Rizzo's contract. But I think the Lemieux is going to be gone. Rizzo's coming back to the Cubs. You think so? Really? Okay. Okay. Well, I think that's a fairy tale story. I think Rizzo's coming back to the Cubs. I think people want to hear that, but I think it's just a little fair because Baez then will have to come back. I mean, of may, all the three, though, wouldn't you say out of Baez, Rizzo, and Bryant, I think Rizzo was loved the most? No, I think Bryant was loved the most. He actually, people love that guy. He actually cried when he got in the, when they announced he tr- was trading him, and he was playing the, in the, in that game. And then the, after the game, he had to ship out and go to Colorado. Yeah, a shitty routine. I don't. I just know what I would guess my money that if Brian had the opportunity to go back to the Cubs, and the Cubs were looking into him, they would pay him less, but he would take the money. With with Rizzo, I think he is talented enough to go anywhere he wants to. Like, he could easily go to Boston if he really wanted to. I mean, he has enough talent. But the problem with Rizzo is that him and Stanton, they get hurt a lot. And Judge, the big three guys, the one of the biggest problems the Yankees. Their pitching sucks. Yeah, the pitching, their starting pitching sucks. But, I mean, you only have Cole. They didn't get, I mean, I'm surprised they didn't go after Verlander. And I wonder, what. I think Verlander wouldn't want to play there because he would have to shave everything off. He would have to look like a lame duck. And I think he likes that, you know, bearded stuff. He likes to grow his hair, his, his face well, hair. Well, deep he wanted to go back to Houston. His wife loves fucking Houston. Well, they're from Houston. She's from Houston. She's from Texas. That's how she became famous when she was at, at a hockey game and her and her friend went to a hockey game. And they, you know, do the, you know, the cam shots during the halftime or whatever commercials. And she was there. And then they, an agency saw her. And she had a pretty face and big boobs. Big boobs and pretty face. That's what people want to see. Pretty face and big boobs. 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 If you want to make all the ladies out there that listen to this podcast, if you want to make your man happy for two seconds, show them your boobs. That's it. The only one that has a... <laughs> The only one that has okay, let's go to the Rangers versus Angels. The only one that has scored more runs than what that we said about the Yankees Braves is the Rangers are outscoring the Angels nineteen to three. Yeah. I mean, again, that's another team that's kind of 
facing the 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 demonition of the angels. The angels are probably going to lose Otami. He's probably going to where it is the Los Angeles Dodgers. How can they afford him? Because they're going to get because they didn't sign anybody, and then they got rid of all the guys that they had last year win the World Series. Think about the guy that went to the Cubs. Freeman. Who is? The guy Freeman's went. second year this year, right? Yeah. yeah. But think about the guy that went to the Cubs. Uh, yeah, he'll be a free agent. But think about what's his what's his last name again? Burr. What's his last name? Oh, he was with the Dodgers for a while. He and then you have the guy that's the Red Sox, Tucker. The redhead? Justin Tucker? Yeah. They did get rid of a couple of people. Yeah, and they got Beasley or Bo- uh, Birdley or... Um, why is that name not coming to the top of my head? Cody... Bellinger. Bellinger, he's gone. And then Tommy, he's got a situation in his hands. He's finally figuring out that he's being overworked like a horse. And he probably didn't sign up to be overworked like a horse. So Cody Bellinger is playing really, really well. He's 28 years old, so he's got at least seven years left. Nah, I would say five good years. When you hit like your 36, 37th birthday, you could just go downhill. Look at Mel Cabrera for the Detroit Tigers. His batting average is fourth in the league. Yeah, I know he's really great. But the thing is, you know, if this guy, if he's on his last year contract with the Cubs, I don't see him in the Cubs. Yeah, because you only signed a one-year contract. But I, again. If you look at the if you look at the Yankees, the Yankees should have picked up Corey Bellinger. They should have picked up uh, Verlander, but they didn't. If they had those two guys, they would probably be above five hundred. But and then, yeah. Then there was a blowout last night. The O's decided to not show up and lost seven to nothing against the dog shit Padres. But the Padres have bats. That's about it. They and don't they have pitching. Don't have, they don't have. Well, they have. Starting pitching that can't complete games, that can't keep themselves out of trouble. They're always giving up runs. You never ever hear a good pitcher on the, on the Padres go 1-0 into the sixth inning. They're usually 4-0 down by the third inning. So we got dun-dun-dun, dun-dun-dun. Week two preseason football. Please don't do that ESPN thing. We're not ESPN. <laughs> anyway. I, oh, I don't want to be associated with Aspen, I don't want to be fired before I get hired. <laughs> anyway, the Lions on Saturday on NFL Network at 1 o'clock against the Jacksonville Jaguars. The starters will probably play one drive, maybe two possessions. I'm going to say two drives for golf. And then maybe Teddy Bridgewater gets a quarter. Actually, you know what? I think they. I thought they said something that Bridgewater is going to play the second half, a lot of the second half, because they really want to see his magic, his his skill level. Like I, I like I really think that the reason why they went for Bridgewater is because they didn't want to have a, a shitty backup in case. Golf and Bridgewater is good, but they didn't pay him much to come to Detroit. No, but this it's going to be real. Just, just so you know, when you are starting to watch this game, it is not a linebacker as a quarterback. He has the number 50, and it looks a little awkward. I would bet my money that they will give him, that they're going to make him or another player trade numbers with him. 
I don't know who, like some guy that that wears eleven or or seven. I think even seven is out there, but because he was number five, who's number five on their team? I don't know. I thought I thought I know one. The number zero was used to be the the cornerback that we traded from Ohio, from Ohio State. I think he went to the the Falcons. Otano, what? Um, so that zero is out there. But zero would be better than fifty, right? Well, it's just based on traditional numbers. But when the teams, when players retire, or quarterbacks retire and their the legacy or they made made it to the Hall of Fame, they're gonna give up that number. But I really, I don't think it's a big deal. I just think it's weird to see a quarterback number fifty. But in high school, that's what you used to do. You didn't have enough uniforms, and you had too many guys on the field, and you didn't cut people or whatever. So the quarterback wore number 23 or 35, and it's kind of what's happening. Running on numbers. So You're right. So Bridgewater is going to be – no, I just – to me, I get why they got him because there's not a lot of guys out there to back up Goff. But I do think that... And they don't want to start the two rookies. No, they don't. But I just think that when you bring him in, you're going to have to run a whole different offense. Because Goff is an in-pocket quarterback. And he's not going to be mobile. Like he, they'll do the, they do the fake uh, running play and him running out and all that and passing the f- football. Goff well, but... When you bring uh, Bridgewater in, you're going to have to run an offense like Lamar Jackson, right? Because he's on his feet. He's got a wicked arm, though. He's got an awesome arm. He can throw the ball. He can throw the ball. But once you have to almost play to his talent. You know what's funny? You compare him to Lamar Jackson. He went to Louisville, too. Yeah. So what do you do? I mean, what do you – like, the difference between Bridgewater – Lamar Jackson is one thing. He can get the ball into the receivers in the small pockets. I don't think. I don't know if Lamar Jackson can do that. That's probably why they don't. Well, of course, you never had wide receivers until this point. Uh, You have. uh, Odell Beckham. Odell Beckham is there. So that's about the only receiver that they really have. So. There you have it. In other NFL news, we have this Michael. What's uh, what's his name? What's his name? Michael O'Hara. Oh, Michael Orr, Orr. the offensive lineman. They made that movie about Blindside. And he's finally suing the family for for not paying him the rights to use his his image or his identity, and they made money off them. And they come to find out. The family didn't even adopt a guy. They just had this convert. I don't know how to say this. Convertship, which means that which means that the family can totally reject him anytime they want to, without any self responsibility. So let's say if O'Hare decided to go off the deep end, as they as 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 he was living with that family, they 
didn't have to be responsible for his actions. But because he made it, and they made a movie about him, which the movie did a horrible crime to his life. Yes, the, the, the family, the Tuha family, helped him at a, situ- at, at a real bad time in his life, but the movie made him look like he didn't know nothing about football. Made him look like a turd. And they made over $300 million for that movie. And I don't know what that percentage of what that family made. Probably a lot. And Michael bought their son, the Two House family's son, the first car. So, I mean, you did him dirty. I mean, this is just stupid. And wrong. Yeah, I mean, if you, I mean, I get it. I get it. You want to be the popular family with a black kid, and that's basically what it is. You get a bunch of rich white people or white people who adopt black kids. Look, we got a black child. Give us some brownie points. That's what the, they did with Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, they did, didn't they? Yeah, they did the same thing with him. And they made him out to be... A bad guy, but he wasn't. No, exactly. However, we'll go to the NCAA... AP preseason college football. Guess what, folks? I'm going to go run down all these teams before I say anything. So, number one, Georgia. Yeah, of course, they killed killed Michigan. And uh, Michigan's number two. Ohio State, number three. We got Alabama, LSU, USC, Penn State, Florida State. Nine is Clemson State. You got Washington in there. You got Texas Longhorn in there for 11. You got Tennessee Volunteers at number 12. 13 is Notre Dame. Utah Utes for Sean, 14. 15 is Oregon Ducks. 15 is Kansas State. TCU is 17. Oregon State is 18. 19 is Wisconsin. And then you got Oklahoma Sooners, 20. North Carolina, 21. 22 is Ole Miss. 23 is this te- Texas AM. 24 is Iowa. No, I'm sorry. Tulane. 24 is Tulane. And then 25 is Iowa. But this is what I want to make a point out to you, Sean. We got. One, two, three, four, five original Big Ten teams in in the top 25. However, if you talk about next year, we've got, if you add on to that number, you got USC would make it six. And then you got Washington would make it seven. And then you, ten teams almost. And then you have Oregon. It's 15. And then am I missing anybody? So you have eight teams. If this was 2024. We would have eight teams in the top 25. Which that's is one third. That's one third, which is obnoxious. And So your odds are pretty good that we'd have a representation in the, in the semifinals. But, however. We all beat up on each other. But, however, if you have... All those four, okay, if you have four teams and you're going through the 
to the tournament because you can't start just with the top four. By then, we might be at eight. Yeah. We might have four teams out of eight in the finals. Yeah. So think about this. Think about this. If, if the NCAA, BC, the, the BS, I don't know what we call that. BCS. The BCS analysts, and they say, well, there's too many teams in the Big Ten representing the tournament. And let's say Michigan, Ohio State, Wisconsin, USC, UCLA. Let's say all those teams have the same record because we're not going to be able to play each other. But they all have the same record. And let's say the score, let's say we all beat those quality other teams. Matchups. Quality matchups. the same by the same score. How do you then fucking, um, excuse my French, but how do you decide from I which mean, three get in or which two get in? Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, it'll, it, I tell you this. It would piss off a lot of people in the Big Ten, the original Big Ten, if they didn't have Ohio State or Michigan in that tournament. But then you're going to have a lot of arguments that when this happens, USC is a powerhouse, and so is Oregon, and Washington has that old quarterback that from Indiana. But I do agree with you. If, if it came down to... Ohio State, Michigan, Oregon, and USC, or a UCLA, like just to say, if there was five teams and we were on, let's first talk about if it was just a four-team playoff. They all have the same records. They all have a very, very, very close discrepancy of who they've played based on Maybe they had a couple of weak teams, or maybe they played the same best teams. Maybe even the blowouts were the same. Maybe the the squeak buys were almost the same. I mean, the point difference and see the wins, all of that. I don't know how you're going to be able to d- describe. I mean, the computers are probably going to do it. The regular people are going to do it. They're probably going to have to put Michigan in. Ohio State in over USC, Oregon, UCLA, but then you have those new teams that are going to flip out too. Yeah, well, okay. So the one thing that would be decided is that Michigan, Mich- the Michigan-Ohio State game. So whoever wins that game will automatically go to the tournament, assuming if they're both that good. So then would then you what be – What would happen is that – what would happen is that they would push out. Let's say, but well, let's say they pushed out uh, Michigan because let's say the Michigan lost to uh, to Ohio State, and let's say that USC and UCLA and those guys are one game under or lost one game more than Michigan. But technically, but then they're gonna look at the USC UCLA game. Yeah, so whoever won that game. But technically, whoever wins that Ohio Michigan game is in. Guaranteed. Is in. But however, if you look at if you have USC and UCLA and Oregon, and they mm-hmm. all one game, uh, they they all lost one game more than Michigan. Then Michigan you, deserves to be in. Then yeah, then who goes in? So if Michigan has if the scenario is ten, and, if UCLA and USC are ten and two, and Michigan is eleven and one, Michigan should be in. Here's the tough scenario, buddy. If all five of those teams are eleven and one. Now we're looking at how close was the USC Oregon game? How close was the UCLA USC game? How close was the biggest rival, other than maybe Duke, North Carolina basketball, 
I, I would put Michigan in Ohio State up there as a top five matchup of all across sports. Um, what is the it time? would have to be under seven points, mm-hmm. and it would have to be closer than USC UCLA mm-hmm. for the loser mm-hmm. of the Ohio State Michigan game mm-hmm. to be number two. Yeah. I honestly think though, if every single four out of five teams or five teams that come from the Big Ten end up only losing one game, you have to take two of the four, correct? Well, because the ACC is not that good. But yeah, but they're not that good. But what happened? But what do you do with Clemson or Alabama? And let's say Ole Miss has a good year, and let's say LSU have a good year. I mean, basically, you're going to have. If you're twelve, if you're twelve and zero or thirteen and zero, you're in. Yeah. So, so if Alabama all, or Georgia are thirteen and zero, yeah. you're in. Yeah. And think about and think about if, if we have seven, if we have. Ten teams that are eleven and one. I don't even want to be the fucking commissioner. I don't want to be on the pools. I don't want to be the motherfucking computer. But what happened? But think about this. What happened if, let's say, Utah or some other team from the Mountaineers or whatever? What if they go twelve and zero? But let's say TCU goes twelve and zero again. And let's say, I mean, then you know what would happen? Of all the eighteen teams in the Big Ten, only one would go. Because you can't, I mean, because you can't leave an undefeated team out. We'll both, we'll always agree with that, right? Yeah, exactly. Even if it's a shitty conference, if, if, even if it ends up being the Mountain West, like if a Colorado State or a Boise State or an Air Force, if, if a shitty division like the Mountain West or the Atlantic 10 or the Cincinnati, Cincinnati, Cincinnati is always questionable. If a team goes 13 or no, I don't care what division you're in. You're in, yeah. Right, you're yeah. in. Yeah, of course. But I think, but the the thing that I don't understand is this: when I heard that the Big Ten was adding more teams oh, and then like that, sick. but think about this: they did it because the money, because now every every game that they bring in, every game that the Big Ten is in, is a billion dollars per weekend. It's a billion dollars because now you have the West Coast watching, and the East Coast watching. But the thing is. It's, it's great for the regular season, but it's not great for the playoff level. Because what happens in the playoff during the AP or during the BCS, uh, uh, anointing the teams being the big games, you're going to lose a lot of fans because that's going to even confuse a lot more stuff. Because what happens if Oregon, I mean, think about if Oregon and Oregon State play each other. And let's say Oregon just demolishes Oregon State. Or. What happens if Washington and Washington State play each other? What are you going to do with that? Does that count? Does that not count because Washington State is no longer part of the part of that rivalry because Washington Washington's in the Big Ten. They're destroying. They're basically are trying to make to me they're making the college football into the NFL. But what's happening is this. They're doing it backwards, where the NFL is more regional. San Diego, I mean, Los Angeles Chargers, LA Rams, on all those teams on the West Coast. But this is what's happening. LA Rams is what, the NFC? San Diego is the AFC. So now they're kind of doing the same thing with uh, with these college, college. So now you get Oregon State, AFC, and now you have Oregon Ducks, then the NFC. And Washington and Washington State go back and forth. And then what do you do with Stanford? 
or Notre Dame. Where they're going? I know I'm not going to stay up every single game that Michigan State or Michigan plays. Even if it's a big game, I'm not staying up till one thirty in the morning on a Saturday evening. No, I tell you what, I know what they're going to do with those games. The West Coast, if it's Oregon and Michigan, they'll start at seven thirty. So it's over by eleven. Because the West Coast people on Saturday, they'll just five thirty. Get there at five thirty. Get the game will end by by ten o'clock, and then they will still go out. That, that's the difference between West Coast and East Coast people. I think, if I'm correct, unless you live in New York, that the West Coast after the game you go out and eat whatever you want to do. In the East Coast, if you start the game too late, they go to right to bed. Unless unless you're in New York and you're in twenty, unless you're in Chi Town. New York or Detroit. Boston, maybe. Boston, and you're still in your 20s. But I think a lot of people on the West Coast will still go out and do whatever they want to do after the game. So all these games, I, I bet my money they're never going to have a game out there against Michigan or Wisconsin or Iowa or whatever at 10.30 or 7.30 of their time. Not. They'll have that game at 4.30 so that people here can watch the games there. However, they'll probably still have that Washington-Washington State game. Late, USC-UCLA, late, late. Oregon-USC, late. Late, because none of us is going like, oh, God, do I have to watch this game? Unless we have to play USC three games left in the season and we want to see what, what's going to happen. So I think that in itself is going to be really, really, really interesting to see. So, so basically the last thing. I mean, we're not going to go through all 25 teams, right? No, no. Okay. No, I just I – th- I thought I would just name them all and then make that point out that out of the, the original Big Ten, we have yeah. six teams. Which is cool. Which is cool. And now that we had extended to the universe, now we have like nine teams. So, anyway, football starts next week, Saturday, a week from well, it's this Saturday. But – the last thing I think we'll be touching on is golf. The BMC Championship is played in Illinois. Um, starts tomorrow, goes through Monday. As long as weather permitting, we'll Monday be over or sat- Sunday. Sunday. We'll be over Sunday. Once again, Roy McIlroy is the favor at plus 600. Mm-hmm. Scotty Scheffler, plus 700. John Rahm, plus 850. And the runner-up last week, Patrick Cantley, is plus 1,000. So, I really don't know. Again, this is why golf has changed, and this is why Liv came through at a really bad time and a really good time. They did it because no one cares about where they're playing in Illinois, unless you are from Illinois. It might be right next to some pasture with cows that you could go cow tip. Yeah, I mean, that's this is, you know, unfortunately... The death of the PGA Tour was the result of not allowing Phil Mickelson play golf with his friends on TNT. And because of that... Was he gambling on that one? He gambles everything. Did you hear about that? He, <laughs> yes. Didn't you tell me that he's gambled over a billion dollars in his lifetime? And he gambled during his own turn of the Ryder Cup? Yeah, he gambled on when he was playing for the Ryder Cup. That's insane. Do you know I understand the whole, the uh, the mockery of the Pete Rose thing? You get so it. if Phil Mickelson makes the Hall of Fame in golf, Pete Rose better make it for baseball. Well, at this point, I mean, you should not gamble on yourself. You no. Know. 
to play well to play bad, and especially in the Ryder, especially you're in a team setting, because the Ryder Cup is the team setting. So I do think that they need to change the rules for the PGA players, like they did with the NFL players, and they did with baseball players and baseball managers and all this. They need to clean that up because if they go down this path, this rabbit hole of gambling and allowing the players to gamble, that it 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 ruined the game because because if the players are not playing to win the game, but only winning to so that they don't so they win to get under seven or eight or only lose to a certain player, and they don't care about the whole setting of the of the team setting the Ryder Cup. It's bad news. It's bad news. It's not good. 100% agree. You, sh- you should allow the gambling to be played among the fans and the people who are who are going for you or against you or whatever. There needs to be laws. They need to do something about the regulating players so that they don't destroy the game. And the PGA need to kind of w- PGA needs to wake up a little bit and let the players play outside the PGA and have it so that it becomes a world event. PGA is very too structured that only PGA players play or not only live players play. I can never see Dustin Johnson ever play unless I watch Live Golf. And to tell you the truth, I don't want to watch Live Golf because they have a whole different setup, team setup, which I think is fine, but who names their team Rabbit Hole or whatever their teams are called? And it's ha- very interesting because you know rabbit hole is kind of a sexual term too. Yeah, but you I want to see but, the rabbit hole. But it's not actually. I just made that name up, no. so I don't know if that's the real name. But still, unfortunately, I can't watch the shamble crumble under his own feet anymore. Because yeah, but last tournament he was in, he won. Yeah, but that's sad that no one saw and him. He won win. like a, a shot of fifty nine on the last. You know. I know, but that's so sad that no one saw him win. Yeah, because he's. I agree with you 100% because when you watch a shamble, you always think, okay, yeah, great driver. Great, 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 great driver. But for him to knock down all those putts and yeah, birdies and even maybe one eagle, yeah. like for it not to be televised, yeah. a 59 for anybody is amazing. Yeah. I mean, if you shoot par, it's amazing for a lot of people that are not in the majors. But, I mean, a 59. Wow. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's just – it's 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 sad. It's sad that the PJ and Phil Milkison and Greg Norman destroyed the game of golf. And all they had to do is let Phil play with his friends. And all they had to do is listen to a couple other pros in the PJ and say, "Hey, when you come to Australia, why don't you go to New Zealand? Why don't you play in in New, in, in Amsterdam?" Or whatever, and you know what? I would tell you the truth. I would watch golf more if they would show other places to play besides these boring, boring golf courses. But it's all American money is why they keep staying here. But next year it's going to be totally different. We're going to be in Saudi Arabia. We're going to be in Dubai. We'll probably be in Ireland. We might be in somewhere Nebraska. <laughs> I don't know. It's a golf course in Nebraska. Wants to go to Nebraska. <laughs> I don't know, 
They could go somewhere in Russia. Who knows? All right. I'm going to end it right there. Hopefully, you guys have a good day. Uh, it's Sean's birthday. He's still wearing the Redskins uh, commander's uh, hat, which they might be bringing that name back. Please bring that name back to Washington. I agree. So they can go. Oh, la, 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 I told you. Don't they used it. to do it. I know. I'm just making history. You said the Redskins, so I wanted to bring it back. When we talk about the Braves, you didn't do that. No, they don't do that. The Braves go, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> do you think that's just. And then the Chiefs do the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if, I wonder if the native. I don't know what my. I don't know what Florida my. State. U, Florida State's. Does the same thing. I don't know what the Utes do. I tell you what, I tell you what, I don't think, I don't think a lot of Native Americans or uh, Native people of, the, of this country care that we did that, but it's, but to other people, that was the most insulting thing ever. But it's true, I'm not trying to be insulting, but it's true, that's, they still do the tomahawk on ATL down in Atlanta Brave, and they still do the tomahawk at Florida State and all that stuff. I don't know what they do for the Utes, and I don't know what they do for the Aztecs, because the Aztecs are worse than anybody in that's been a Native American, because they're the only one that beat the Marines. That's a little history buff. Well, there you go. Well, there you go, folks. Thank you for listening to Crazy Dre Podcast, y'all. Again. Happy birthday, Sean. Thanks, buddy. I hope you have a great 40-day, 40th birthday. I hope you have a great time. We're going to be living the dream, buddy. We'll go get some breakfast. I'm excited. I'll drop you off at Mel. (laughs) (laughs) Just joking. All right. Peace, love. Thank you, Buzzsprout, for distributing my podcast. Please come back and listen to it. Apple, Spotify, thank you. Uh, anywhere out there that's uh, that puts my podcast on that platform. Thank you. Peace and love.